back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're moving right along in the 22nd chapter of Masefta Shabbos, Peretz of Bay's Mishnah Gimel and Mishnah Dalit. And this is going to be an interesting Mishnah, because this actually begins a discussion, which we're not going to get into here, about opening up cans on Shabbos, opening up a bottle on Shabbos. Shover Adam is a chavis progress. A person has a cask, and inside are dried figs. You're allowed to open up and break open that cask in order to get the figs, Ubachli Tablas's police, so long as you don't have intention to make a hole with a Pesach Yafa, a nice hole, so that you turn this into not just a cask, but a nice kli, a vessel now, which you can use again in the future. Therefore, you have to do it in a way that's destructive, not in a way that's constructive. Moreover, let's say you have a cask, then you can't make a hole. You can make a hole in the stopper of the cask because doing so completes it and makes it into a vessel. The Chacham say you aren't allowed to make a stopper because doing so is not the usual matter of making it so long as they do it on top of the cask. Meaning to say, oftentimes, if you think of wine casks, they put in like the stopper, which would allow wine to come out on the side so that if any dirt or dust falls on the cask, it won't fall inside and, and dirty and in the wine and get impurities into the wine. So you do it on the side of the cask. So the Chacham say you're allowed to make a stopper on top because that's not the normal way to do so. However, you can't take a hole on its side because that's where it's supposed to go. That's the standard procedure. And then that would be an issue. That would be a malacha, perhaps, of maka the patish, of completing this cask. What if there's a hole in your in your cask you, and you want to seal it up? You can't put wax on it because although the wax will keep the liquid inside, you're going to have to smooth out the wax, and that's mareach, smoothing, which is prohibited. The reason it's prohibited is because you used to smooth the skins of the hides. So in order to make a parchment or leather, and there's, therefore any sort of smoothing is forbidden as a told of Mareach. They came before Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka, and we actually saw this happen before. And they said to him, and they said to him, look, some guy went and they sealed up a hole with wax. And he said to them, I fear you may be liable to bring a chatas. Now, he wasn't 100% sure that he had to bring a chatas because it's perhaps, perhaps the person just placed the wax on the hole and didn't smooth it. But what he was saying to them is, you can't do this because it's very likely you will end up smoothing it, and then it will be, you'll be over a de'oraisa. Next, Mishnah, now we're moving totally in a new direction, talking about food on Shabbos. You want a warm or cool food, and different things one is allowed to. I stress, allowed, what's mutter, to heter, one's allowed to do, even though there could be concerns. Our Mishnah is coming to tell us we do not have these concerns. You can place hot-cooked food in a pit so that it will become, it'll be protected, as in it will, it will, um, excuse me, you can place food in a pit, food, cooked food in a pit, so it'll be protected, as in the coolness of the ground will ensure that it stays cool. This is a pre, pre-modern refrigeration, and that it doesn't become spoiled. Now, what would be the issue here? Because one might say, placing food in a pit, you might come to smooth the edges and smooth the ground, and that, as we've seen time and time again, is a problem of bone. But we're not concerned, so you can place the food in order to prevent it from spoiling in a pit. You can take a pitcher of good drinkable water and place it into a pool of water which is not potable, so that it cools down the water. Again, that's obvious, there's no blocha there. You can also take cool water and put it in the sun to take out the chill. Now, why is that permitted? Because as we discussed way earlier on, that 
Bishal Bahama is not Bishal. Using the sun, solar energy to cook is not a problem. However, however, one may think there should be concern that if you, if you cook with the sun, a person will think you can cook therefore with any item that's not fire. I've told us, told us uh, of Aish, says the Mishnah, we're, we're not, we don't have this concern, and we allow you to cook, but told us a chama, excuse me, with the chama, with the, in the direct sun, or in this case, to cool the water down, take out the chill. Lastly, something else comes to heating things to the sun. A person who is who's, uh, traveling, and there's a little bit of contention how to read this next part, and their clothes fall into water, or water falls on their clothing, and there can be nafkaminas, and now they have wet clothing. We do not say you have to t- remove your clothing. Assuming you know, their outer clothing or jacket, what would be the reason for that? So the concern would be someone sees a person walking on Shabbos in wet clothing, they think, oh, Bar Zion, they must have washed their clothing on Shabbos, which is not allowed. So you may have thought there's a concern of Maris Ayin that walked around in wet clothing, which again, got wet because it rained on you or you fell into water. You may think it's a prohibition to walk around in that clothing. Comes a mission to say, to say we don't have a concern of Maris Ayin. But once you enter into your house and go into your, into your courtyard, then you have to remove the clothing and you could put your and you could spread them out to dry. You can't spread them out to dry in front of people because people are going to say, oh, why is that clothing spread out to dry? It must be he did his laundry. So in order to prevent Marasayan there as well, we say you can't spread out to dry in front of people, but in, this, in front of the sun when people can't, in a place where people cannot see it. There's a lot in this last Mishnah. One is the concept of Marasayan where we actually don't pass this way. We follow the halacha that when it comes to Marasayan, again, Marasayan is creating a, a, deceptive, um, a deceptive situation where people think you're Violate a malacha, we say if it's if it's not permitted in public, then it's not even permitted in the most private places. That Marasine creates a, the idea of doing things which can be misconstrued as you have invi- been in violation of a biblical prohibition, or maybe even rabbinic prohibition, that applies even Hadaram, even in a, in a private place where no one is around. Yes, there are certain nuances that come up in Yaradeya, but that's what we say. The other thing that's interesting is if you read the Mishnah carefully, the Mishnah says there's no issue walking around in wet clothing, but once you get to a place where you're in, in, inside, you should remove the clothing. It's interesting. It seems to imply you shouldn't wear wet clothing on Shabbos. And I don't think the Mishnah here is talking about because of the concern of Shrita. It seems like because of the issue of Marath Ayin. So if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, I'm Simon Shin, Shin Aleph, 301, the Shulchan Aruch ta- discusses this, these halachos there, and the Mishnah Bura seems to imply that in the event that you do, in fact, have other clothing, so then it's best. You come home, let's say it's raining, and you come up to Shul, and you get all wet. So if you have other Shabbos clothing, Again, I stress Shabbos clothing, weekday clothing, this might not apply. If you have other Shabbos clothing, then it might be best to change into the dry clothing. Again, probably going to do it either way because of comfort, but maybe even because of this Mars Ayan issue. Okay, I wish you all a wonderful day.